cup of coffee, man, yeah. Charlie! Man! Yep. With Dan and Ryan, it's Walk the Line. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yes, welcome to Walk the Line, episode 8, Crazy 8, and I feel like being crazy tonight. My name is Dan Cryer, and with me, as always, is my best buddy, Ryan Smith. Ryan, introduce yourself for the eighth time to everyone. I am Ryan, and thank you for the beautiful introduction, Dan. It gets me every time. Uh, Gives us a little pizzazz, I guess. Yeah, I want some pizzazz. <laughs> I want some pizzazz because it's it's crazy eight time. I really think it is crazy eight time. We we earned crazy eight status, and we're gonna get into our picks from last week and explain why we earned it. Going off that note, if this show is good for anything, it's good for me to at least get a laugh every Thursday at you playing us into the show because we have seen how the picks have gone. Yeah, I mean it is strange. Uh, Ryan and I discussed this beforehand. Uh, we're doing something right to be so wrong. I mean, like, if you bring in a person like we had Natalie, who was amazing and got, like, everything correct, or if you had some, like, robot doing robot picks, he or she, whatever the robot is, I don't know if it's a female or a male robot, <laughs> would would be probably 50-50. Well, Ryan and I, not so much. And let's go over, Ryan, the Week 8 games, and you can respond as such. I only ask you to do it quickly. Let's do this quickly, and we're just going to explain. I mean, and it's weird because I will say this. I mean, we make our picks on a Thursday, and then I kind of consider things. I didn't have the worst, um, the worst Saturday ever. So I mean, how, did I think you kind of had a pretty bad weekend? What did you? What do you think? I mean, <clears throat> do it quickly. Okay, we'll do it quickly. <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> so Ma- Max King's going to call in because we're going to break down um, the Michigan State Purdue game and talk about the Michigan State Illinois upcoming game this Saturday here, um, which is actually when I say here, I mean here in America because it's played in Illinois, <laughs> but. Um, uh, Michigan State was favored by 28 points. I said that Michigan State was going to win 45-14. The final score was 14 nothing. So not only was I right, right and the over-under was 42.5. So not only was I was wrong about the covering, I was wrong about the over-under. And you know what? I didn't foresee. The, it was a miserable rainy day. I mean, do you, do you think that factored in? It got sunny, but do you think it factored in, Ryan? Yeah, I think a little bit. It was, it was just cold and rain. It was gross. And yeah. with our offense, it just it wasn't meant out. To be an over, yeah, and it's yeah. It, I've I've, yeah. I've been sick all week. It's one of these like cold, fall, rainy, gross, forty six degrees. And I think when Michigan State saw that, they were just going out to get the win. They weren't trying to I blow know. anyone out of the water. I know. And Ryan, Ryan was good. Uh, he he said thirty four ten. So he had uh, Purdue covering the twenty eight. And uh, excuse me. And so Ryan wins because Max said the final score would be forty two thirteen. So not pretty. Let's just call that over one for me. One for one for one for one for Ryan. Here's the one where we really messed up. Florida State was three-point favorite at Clemson. We're saying, well, Clemson's home, da-da-da-da-da. Famous Jameis is famous awesome. Man, he was good. He was fun to watch, and 
going off the last game, the first two games you said, I don't think anyone could have predicted how those two would go. 14 nothing, and what was the final? 51-14. I mean, when I looked, it was still the first quarter, and I go, what is He Clemson was doing what, doing? man, and it was Florida State dominating. I mean, and the BCS standings came out. Florida State is they number... They jumped num- Oregon, it, it's, and, and they're saying, well, Oregon might be able to make, make up ground with the Pac-12 st- schedule, but, man, Florida State, and Florida State is a potential trap game. Even though they're going to be 32-point favorites, they lost in NC State last year, so... Uh, but Florida State and, and, and Jameis Winston, boy, that is a good player. Yeah, this is why we need that playoff now, especially with Oregon and Florida State. Oregon still has some tough games, and there's a Pac-12 championship, right? Yes. So they, you yep. know, they have three potentially which will probably be games. against UCLA. I'm thinking. So. Yeah. So they have two games <laughs> against UCLA and one against Stanford still. So, yeah. Uh, Florida yeah. State is definitely in the driver's seat. Now, to our credit, we both knew the game was going to go over, which it did. You know, the over under was 64. It was it was 51-14 ending, so it went over by a point. Ryan and I, I, I said 30. 37-34 Clemson, Ryan said 34-31 Clemson. So, you know what? It just, we were wrong. And Florida State's pretty awesome. They're just great. Another one we were wrong about, doubly, we said that Stanford would not be covering against UCLA. Stanford was six-point favorites. The over-under was 54. I said I said Stanford would win 31-28. Ryan said it would be 30-28. to And it ended up being 24-10. So, Stanford just they they took care of business and they look like the team that they should have that that should not have lost to Utah. So, you know, and UCLA was shut down for the first time all season. So, oops, double oops there. All right, here's the one where I need to switch on another little sound effect thing here for myself. It was the Florida Gators were minus three at Missouri, and Ryan and I both said Missouri is going to be winning the game. And I said, they're going to blast them. And so what happened was when the pick came, I said, it's going to be 23-20. And Ryan's like, how is that blasting him? So that gets a... <laughs> it's pretty bad. Keyboard. All right, let's get someone okay. in here to get the Yeah, the okay, take the meow keyboard out of my hands. It was the final was 36-17. Missouri is pretty much um the uh the 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 most overachieving team because I look back at the pro- projections for the season, people were picking Missouri to maybe finish like last in their division in the SEC. I mean, they're looking really great. And they're catching teams at the right time, too. Yeah. So we we were we were both correct about um, Missouri winning that game. So uh, good job, us. All right, I'm just going to say that. We got that one right. The other one that was just a boring game, it was USC at Notre Dame. USC was getting three points. Notre Dame was favored by three. The overrunner was 50. I said, oh, USC is going to be going in there and showing what they got. They're going to win 31-24. Now, Ryan was correct. He had Notre Dame winning 30, 31-24 and covering. The, the final score was 14-10. There were zero points scored in the second half. It was boring. Like, some guy's helmet popped off, and he took a good photograph. That was, like, the best thing that happened in the game is what I heard. So, yuck. Good job, Ryan. Beat me there. Here's one where I was pretty correct about. I thought that uh, Auburn was going to cover uh, 13 points at Texas A&M. Not only did they do that, they won 45-41. Impressive victory. Yeah, it was 34-24 when Manziel went out, and I walked home from somewhere, and all of a sudden it was 37-34 Auburn. I just was like, man. Yep. And Manziel, he he stayed in the yeah, game. He, he came back in, yeah. but that was that was definitely the turning point because yeah. he went out. And yep. He was, and Ryan had them had A and M winning forty one twenty one. So I still had A and M winning, but I, you know, in, in honest, there was a horse collar tackle that wasn't called at the end, and 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 really that was the first unmagical thing that's ever happened to Johnny Manziel. Yeah, but either way, A and M was not covering in that game. 
Okay, and then the final one. So that that means that I'm two for six and Ryan's three for six. And then I had an extra bonus one where I said where I was finally right about the fighting line, and we're going to talk about them later. Um, but uh, I said that Wisconsin's going to go in there and blast them. I said 35-10. It was it was way so I was wrong about the over under on my pick, but uh, Illinois really couldn't stop them. It was 56 to 32, and it was really kind of another pathetic defensive showing for Illinois. I mean, I'm hoping they have another one this weekend. I mean, they just and Michigan State's going to need to learn to just uh, drive it down their throat. You know, yep. just 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 do it. That's so what we've been doing too. So all right. So now, if if you thought that was pretty bad, let me just recap NFL because you c- literally cannot get worse. We picked four games apiece, and guess how many we won combined? The goose zero. Boom. <laughs> so uh, just to quickly go through it, Detroit was three point favorites against Cincinnati. We both thought Detroit would win. I had a thirty twenty four. Ryan had Detroit winning twenty seven twenty three. Game was tied at 24. Cincinnati drove, hit a last-second field goal by off Nugent. Of a, off of a terrible punt. Did you see it? No, I didn't yeah, see that. I mean, Detroit was punting on the last possession. They, wow. I don't know how much time was on the clock. About a 30-yard punt to put Cincinnati in some Yeah, they just went there, and Nugent yeah. busted it in, and that's yep. it. So we were wrong about that one. Here's another one we were wrong about. Uh, although I did have the a lot on the over, which I liked, uh, was Denver. You can always kind of count on Denver for that over, which is beautiful. But they were six and a half point favorites in Indianapolis in that night game, and Indianapolis looked sharp. The final score was thirty nine thirty three. Indianapolis. I had Denver winning with the, with uh, twenty eight seventeen. So for some reason, I picked under on this, but on Sunday I changed my mind. But uh, so I'll say I'm double wrong there. And then Ryan said forty one thirty four Denver. So we were we're double wrong. We're over two now. Here's the trap game. We should have known it was Chicago. Minus one at the Washington RGO and three RG three and thirteen skins, and for some reason Chicago, you know, even before um, Cutler went down with the groin injury, which is going to keep him out for four weeks. You know, Devin Hester had an eighty-one yard punt return, but Chicago kind of looked like Indiana Hoosiers. They couldn't stop, and Roy Hallou just ran wild. RG three ran wild. The final score was forty-five forty-one, and it took a it took a last kind of last minute touchdown for Washington to win that game. But the Bears couldn't stop them, and so let let the the misery of the Bears be begin now because uh, their their Briggs is out they have problems we're coming up on November it's about that time yep they so and, losing and, games you know, they have no business I had Chicago losing. winning 31-21 Ryan had Chicago winning 27-20 so now we're 0-3 and the final game we picked was Kansas City minus six and a half I had Kansas City winning 27-10 over the Houston Texans Ryan had Kansas City winning 26-13 and to our credit Kansas City just should have punched punched one in they had like first and goal from the one it became fourth and goal from the one they, it was some play action and it was horrible so KC is now a 7-0 team, which I like because I'm a KC Chiefs fan. But they didn't cover. It was 17-16. They're happy, but uh, but we're not. That we're not a terrible Houston team. I did not see that game even. I thought my pick was even a little generous towards Houston. And hey, good for them. They yeah, showed up. Case Keenum came in and did his Houston Cougars magic a little bit, and yeah, he, saw, he had them going well. Yeah, I saw Arrowhead set the record for the loudest stadium yeah. or the highest decibel reached on Sunday. So yeah, but yeah. They're I mean, KC's got a very good D. And the thing about KC is some teams keep giving teams chances, you know, to come back in. KC defense gets better as the game goes along. So. So, so, okay, lesson to everyone listening at home, pay attention to what we do on our picks for this week because we're doing something so right that we're wrong all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, so listen up and pick the opposite. <laughs> Basically, as, as sad as that sounds, that's some really good advice. So, now we're going to get into NCAA Week uh, 8. And let's let's go to the phones, Ryan. Or do, let's make we did a recap. So let's go to the phones. I'm gonna get Max. I'm gonna text Max because Max is at an event right now. So hang on one second. And I'm gonna even though I'm not gonna answer the door, 
I'm going to get the door and we're going to get Max in here because I need to go into the other room and get the phone. So hang on one second. All right. Max King, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. All right. Uh, thank you for calling in. So uh, we are here in the Impact Studio. And Max, you're working a, a swim meet or something today right now? Yeah, actually, well, I'm not working. I'm actually coming. Uh, I'm actually spectating today. Uh, I'm uh, at the, uh, the old high school, and I usually try to come to a, a swim meet once or twice a year to make it out and, uh, and uh, look at the uh, program that got me to the high success that I am today. You know? All right, cool, cool. What's your best? What are you, a free, freestyler, backstroker? What, what, what do you do? Backstroke was my, was my specialty, butterfly as well, yeah. Cool. I don't have the shoulders to do that. My shoulders don't bend backwards, so yeah, I, I, I admire I you for that. Shoulders. I don't anymore. <clears throat> cool, man. All right, well, so Ryan and I just went over the picks from last week that we made. We didn't really talk too much about the Michigan State game. That's what we're going to be here to talk about. We're going to recap last week, and then we're going to talk about this week's game, which is going to be down in Champaign, Illinois, against the Fighting Illini of Illinois. And so uh, just to recap with everybody, and, and Ryan's, Ryan's here. Ryan, say hi to Max real quick, so that way we know Ryan's still here. Good to have you back, Max. Ryan, my man. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, here's the deal. Last week, Michigan State hosted Purdue, and Michigan State was 28-point favorites, and the over-under was 42-and-a-half. And we looked at the stats that Max helped break down about Purdue really having zero chance of defense. And, it, we, you know, it just seemed like Michigan State was going to continue to roll offensively the way they did against Indiana. Instead... The final score was 14 to nothing. Michigan State won the game, but they did not cover, and the game obviously stayed under. So, Max, here's what we here's the picks just to recapitulate what we did. So, I said that Michigan State was going to win 45-14 by a 31 point spread. So, I was wrong on both fronts. Ryan said that Michigan State was going to win 34-10. So, he he had Purdue covering, and but it's going over. And then you said 42-13 for a 29 point uh, win uh, with with it going over so you were also wrong just like me so ryan is the winner of this one this week can you even call it that though? yeah i know we were both i don't think anyone saw that game going 14 nothing i know what was your reaction to that max to, to seeing the 14 nothing well i had to kind of uh look back and see what my purpose of, of life was on earth after that game and uh i you know i i looked you know, i look at those stats and i just wonder how did they only score 14 points? I can understand Purdue not scoring any points. Right. I was yes. very liberal, I think, with, with them scoring 13 yes. points. And so I looked, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Connor Cook obviously had the worst game of his short MSU career. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt about that. The conditions definitely had a factor. He'll tell you they didn't, but they did. It was rainy. It was cold and it's rainy. And um, yeah, I think that definitely affected the way he passed the ball. And, uh, you know, it, it was just they just didn't have a good offense without Jeremy, minus Jeremy Langford. That's probably a one possession game, and it was for a long time. And yeah. it wasn't for Jeremy, Jeremy Langford. They don't get that one offensive touchdown, which, by the way, took three and a half quarters to do. And so, took a trick um, play with Lippitt throwing a touchdown pass. You know, exactly. I, I, I looked at a stat that I tweeted out during the game that was um, at, at one point late in the fourth quarter. Had they had he taken away Jeremy Langford's uh, day, you know, as far as rushing the ball, mm-hmm. Michigan State would have had seventy-two 
total offensive yards. So he was really wow. the only guy that came that came ready to go that day. But I think it's a fluke. I think they'll be fine. Well, that see, and I appreciate your breaking it down uh, because uh, just to let the people listening at, at home know, uh, Max and I uh, we we work the game in the press box and we do the the coaching press conference afterwards. Uh, and so uh, you know, a little splotchy work in the game because things happen. So when I went home uh, the next day, I said I'm going to watch it watch the game on my DVR because I DVR'd it. So I I queued it up and I pushed play and my DVR just said why <laughs> so uh, yeah I never got a chance to rewatch the game so uh, but Ryan what was your what were your thoughts on the game because Ryan Ryan was itching to go to the game and then he saw the rain and then he thought about it and how far off your couch did you move Ryan I didn't move at all I mean I woke up and I heard <laughs> it raining and I, I think that was the first game in my two and a half years here that I've never even attempted to go to so <laughs> What were your sign of old age, Ryan? Yeah, uh oh, uh oh. But what do you think of the game, Ryan? I mean, we've mentioned it before. Michigan State is literally just a week-to-week team at this point. You don't know what Michigan State team you're going to see. Pretty, de- uh, pretty depressing, honestly, to see 14 points, only one offensive touchdown, and yeah. none from your quarterback. Yeah. Uh, the previous two weeks, we saw 42 and 26 points out of the offense, and it it did seem like we were starting to turn it around, and then. Here we are this week, and I'm que- and I'm really questioning if they're going to win this weekend. Wow. Okay. And so, so Max Ryan just set it up. So let's get into the game that's going to take place on the 26th of October. It's in Champaign, Illinois, my place of birth. And so I'm a I was a, growing up as an orange and blue fan, but I, now I'm green and white in my heart, and I want to see Michigan State continue on. I got to be honest, Michigan State you is, drank the Kool Aid. I they say. I do. I have I have green Kool Aid inside instead of orange Kool Aid. So, but uh, Michigan State it'll be nice if they can get the victory because they'll they're six and one. They're bowl eligible, and the 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 Spread in the game opened up in Vegas at minus 13, Michigan State being favored, and now it's down to minus 10. So I think people saw the fact that Michigan State didn't score very many points and said, well, Illinois does score points because Illinois lost 56 to 32 to Wisconsin. Illinois has really absolutely no way of stopping the run. And so that's why this game is going to be difficult to call, especially the over-under, which yesterday was at 48. Now it's at 49 and a half, so it's trending upward. So Max, like, uh, break down what you think of the Illini, I mean, uh, what you what you've seen i mean statistically it looks like they they can score points sometimes but boy they cannot stop the run that's absolutely right uh they they average about five touchdowns a game which is uh, about one touchdown on average more than michigan state does and uh you know no doubt you guys got really good passing offense nathan shieldhouse the veteran qb mm-hmm. he's had a great year so far he's yeah. second the big 10 in passing over 1500 yards uh second only to mr uh penn state quarterback over there uh at blackenberg so okay um, I, think, I think the key the key to this game is the Michigan State defense versus the Illinois passing offense. Yes. Okay? It's the second-best offensive uh, passing offense of the Big Ten against your best pass defense in the Big Ten. So mm-hmm. if Michigan State can shut down that offense, or at least contain it, I don't think they'll shut it down. I don't think you shut down even a good team like Michigan State. I mean, Illinois is still going to get some of theirs, so... Um, I think if they can make him uncomfortable, you know, get him out of the pocket. Yeah, he's he's a pretty he's athletic quarterback, but yeah. um, I think if they get out of the pocket, he'll be fine. And of course, on the other end, if he if he has his way and he's comfort uh, he's comfortable in that pocket, it's gonna be it's gonna be trouble for Michigan State. Um, yeah. 
So, I, and I think you were, you were very correct, though. You know, Michigan State should not have a problem offensively. Now, of course, they show up like they did last week. Who knows? But, exactly. And, you know, the, the ones we've seen the last couple weeks, minus Purdue, you know, they shouldn't have trouble on offense. You know, uh, Illinois is 11th in the Big Ten in total defense. Uh, they do not pressure the quarterback well. They're last no. in the Big Ten in sack, and we got five sacks on the year. Um, so, Connor Cook should have good protection, and Michigan State offensive line has, has proven their job this year. Um, mm-hmm. Another another kind of X factor is the turnovers. Now, you might say, well, obviously, a turnover is always the X factor, but yeah. in this case, Illinois is minus four turnover margin, which is second to last in the Big Ten. Michigan State first in the Big Ten with plus five. So, I think you look at that, it really, the key, it's pretty easy. It's a good offense, a good passing offense mm-hmm. against a good pass defense. So yeah. It's just a matter of who's going to show up that day, um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see Shieldhouse against what's going to be the best defense he's going to ever faced in his whole life. Yeah, and it's going to be probably, in my opinion, the best passing offense Michigan State is going to see this year, at least in the regular. Season. Okay, well, I and you know, and I know that I think I'm pretty sure Wisconsin uh, sacked Shieldhouse and he fumbled last week, which led to a quick Wisconsin touchdown. So, like you said, if he gets hit, he is turnover prone, and and um, I, I I know that Shieldhouse has racked up some numbers against Cincinnati and some lesser opponents. So this is going to be a tough test. So Ryan, why don't you chime in here on your thoughts of this game no I I mean I think Max nailed it right on the head Michigan State is the better team in this game and the question is are they going to show it and you know as far as the pick goes there's two things that there's two different games the game I think should happen Mm -hmm. and the game I think will happen and I'm going to go ahead and say the game I think should happen. Yeah, give us a score here. I think Michigan State's going to win 33-13. Okay. So I think the defense is – I don't think Illinois has been tested. I don't think their offense has been tested yet, and I think Michigan State will win that battle. So 33-13, but like I mentioned, a game that could happen is Michigan State shows up. They're sloppy early. Illinois gets out to a quick lead. Michigan State has to start passing the ball, and we've seen how that's gone. Michigan State needs to go in, establish a running game, get an early lead, and then control the tempo the rest of the game and come out of there 7-1. and one. Okay, well, what I'm going to do right now, if, uh, if the internet permits, is look up the weather report, but I have a feeling that it's going to be another choppy game offensively for Michigan State. I th- and this is based on the fact that Indiana University gave up 63 points to Michigan. Indiana University has n- no care about playing any defense at all. And that's kind of what, to me, explained the reason that Michigan State was able to rack up the points against uh, the 42 points against Indiana. And yes, Illinois ranks low, but so did Purdue. And Purdue wanted to play. So I'm, I'm really looking at this to stay under the 49.5. Um, my pick would be 24 to 16. I think Michigan State's going to let Illinois move the ball a little bit, but come up with some field goals. And I think Michigan State will be able to run the ball in there. And and if I look at the uh, three-day forecast, let's do uh, Champaign, Illinois here. Uh, it looks like on Saturday we have 58 degrees and partly cloudy. Beautiful day for football. Yeah, so... It, so, yeah, 58 degrees, partly cloudy, so it's not going to be raining or anything on there. So we have a clear day, Max. So why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on what you think the game's going to be at, Max? Yeah, well, I, I, again, again, I agree with Langford. I think he can have a big game because, again, Miss, uh, Illinois does not have a great run defense. He's, had, he's been on the rise. He started out those first four weeks irrelevant in the Big Ten. Also, now he's seventh all, uh, in the Big Ten this year in rushing. He was okay. tenth last week. He's moved up three spots. So, as far as the game goes, I'm going to go 28 to 20 Michigan State. I don't think they cover the 10 point spread, and I think they stay under. 
Okay, we'll see. And that's, yeah, you and I are kind of close, and, and Ryan has it going over. Oh, well, actually, we all. 20? Well, uh, it's at 10 right now, so. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. at 28 to 20. 28-20, so yeah, so, and, and we all have it staying under the 49 and a half. And, um, you know. Oh, it's 49 and a half. 49 and a half, okay, so yeah. It jumped up. Do you want to no, no, augment no, your I, score? I like my score, but it was 48. Exactly, earlier, it went up I a point and a half today. Yeah. I mean, it just, I'm looking at what happened with the Purdue, and it's hard to find consistency. Ryan brought this point up. Michigan State really is a week to week team. You don't know what you're going to get, so. No, yeah, and you mentioned um, scoring points on Indiana and how you, that doesn't really account for anything, but I totally disagree because we didn't score points offensively against Western or South Florida. So I do think how bad the defense is doesn't matter to this right. team. They're yeah, either going to yeah. score points or they're not. I know. Depending on... Do know, we feel playing. like it that day? I mean, really, I mean, Cook overshot lots of people. He really... His accuracy left a little bit to be desired, so, you it's, know. Yeah, it's really too bad. I think last week would have been a good growing experience for him, and we were starting to see him hit some more receivers the week before. He hit 11, of, 11 different guys, uh-huh. which is, you know, you love to see that out of a young quarterback, and then Last week was just another step back. Yeah. Now, Ryan, you did mention, you said there's a possibility you think Illinois might win the game. I mean, I know you picked, well, I mean, well, what, that, would, what would be the conditions that would lead to Illinois winning a game? That was just going back to what I said. There's a game that should happen and a game that can happen. Right. And, and I've seen it enough times to know that going on the road, it doesn't matter who you play. Road games are tough. Illinois has been playing well at home. They haven't really been battle tested. They played well against Washington. That was at Soldier Field. Yeah. And this is a, Illinois is a team that, can just surprise you they as max mentioned they have the high-powered offense yeah and because we can't score a lot of points in bunches if you get down early in a game on the road Uh if you give them even you know a light of hope that game could be over quick and before we know it, we're sitting on the couch going, "What the heck just?" I know, happened? and we're not seven and one waiting for Michigan. We're six and two, and, and that would not be a good thing. You know, looking ahead to the next week happens everywhere in yep. any sport at any level. Yep. We've seen it in college football this year, yes, and it happens everywhere. So I'm just nervous for this game. You just need to get over this hump because then you move into the really the girth of your schedule yeah, here. You the, got Michigan, Nebraska, Northwestern. Yep. The big boys are coming into town and, mm-hmm. you know, looking ahead. Minnesota might be bowl eligible soon, too. I mean, they went into Northwestern and upset the Wildcats. So so Michigan State, at, after this game, if they can get over it, then it then, then it, it ish gets real. Yep. So, yeah, because we're 6-1, and one, and I think we've seen five different Michigan State teams yeah. so far this and, year. And to that, kudos to the coaching staff, to Narduzzi, and to Coach D'Antonio, because they're bowl eligible. So it's going to be the seventh second, seventh consecutive yep. season with a bowl and that's pretty good and it's know? funny that you say that because we are just so spoiled here at michigan state last year we didn't we weren't bowl eligible till we beat minnesota yep. in what was that the second to last yep, game on the, of the 12th year. game of the year so yep. here we are sitting six and one and we're in a bowl and we're kind of complaining about bad football yep. but hey six and one's pretty it's good it's pretty seven good and one's that's even a, better that's a good right it's an 86 percent win rate there so no complaints so yeah it's not bad so um so max what would you like to add here before we let you go get back to your backstroking side stroking and uh, <laughs> butterflying and everything well yeah I, I i just think that i've actually been impressed with not not with michigan state not looking ahead i really haven't heard any michigan talk lately and okay. a little bit it contributes to that uh, the fact that Michigan's actually not been playing very well lately. Uh, so I, I think that they're doing a good job of focusing, and that they know Illinois is going to be a tough road game, and mm-hmm. they got a good offense. And you know, like I said, this is going to be the best offense, maybe minus Nebraska, that they're going to see this year in the regular season. So I think they're focused. I think they'll be okay. I think it's going to be close, but uh, you know, and, and if it's not, then you know, kudos to Michigan State. And yeah. you know, even if they, you know, I think win or loss. 
um, next week's a whole different other kind of monster. So oh, sure. I think, they'll, I, I, think they'll be, I think they'll be fine this week with what they have. Right, and one factor I know, I mean, like, I'll pull Stephen A. Smith, uh, not a close personal friend of mine, but my buddy Tyler Hoover, he injured his calf in the game, and he's out for this week. So, uh, you know, and he's good at stuffing up that, that run and everything. So I'm sure Michigan State's going to have another guy filling in that will do admirably. But, you know, that Tyler, Tyler Hoover is a six-year senior. He's a, he's a master's uh, student, and he, he's a big boy. So his absence might, uh, might, might be a factor in that. And so uh, we'll see. I mean, it's yeah, just I mean, something to consider. Yeah, it's that point of the season, guys. Guys are banged up. How do yeah. you respond to the the weekend week out? Yeah, that's that's why the SEC is so tough. Is every week you're playing, you can I you know can, you can't gear up like a Michigan State can. Oh, we got Michigan this week because that's how it is every week. I know for teams I, in Tennessee SEC. knocked Connor Shaw out yeah, for South so, Carolina, so it's and the Big Ten. Yeah. To their credit, is the same. It's starting to yep, yep, look yep. that way too. There's no easy game, especially on the road. Well, cool. Well, Max, thank you very much for uh, for calling in. You're you're the quadruple special guest now, fourth time in a row. We we love having you on the show. Is there anything you want to add before we let you get back? Uh, no, I appreciate it. Uh, come on once again, and uh, we'll see where we stand up next week. All right, man. Well, dude, you take care. Have a good evening, and uh, I will see you soon. All right. All right. Take care, fellas. Good talking to you, Max. See you, buddy. Bye. All right, so I just shut the phone off, and, uh, you know, that was cool of Max to call in, and we'll just see. I mean, if Michigan State wins at, at any cost, if it's a 3-2 to two game, they're 7-1 on the season, that's a really, really good mark, and they're looking, you know, if they can score a couple wins in those tough games, I mean, they might be looking at a January 1st bowl game, and who knows what they can do if they can, you know, find a little consistency on offense to go with their great defense. Yeah, so. at the least it sets up an exciting matchup next week with in-state rival Michigan coming into town. Yeah, on November second that'll be such a such a great atmosphere especially if, if Michigan State takes care of business down in Champaign so all right let's get to some other picks that for NCAA week uh, nine that the, these games are going to be on October 26 2013 so the first one that uh, stuck out and, and kind of slim pickings in both leagues in both the uh, Saturday and Sunday games uh, really not the best week for football but we do have some interesting matchups the first one is South Carolina Gamecocks who I don't know if Connor Shaw is going to be playing or not but they're in Missouri and Missouri's minus three the over under 52 and a half and the Missouri Tigers just look like the team of the year uh, because they 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 beat Georgia really bad in Athens and then Florida Gators went to town and lost 36-17 so I mean it's it's looking like the Missouri Tigers have figured it out and Tennessee Volunteers defeated South Carolina 23-21 last week and I'm I mean this all signs point to Missouri rolling and, and keeping it going yeah I mean Tennessee's been tough at home they played Georgia to overtime the week before and beat South Carolina last week. So maybe Tennessee is just something yeah. that we don't know about. I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, I'm going to just ride this Missouri Tiger bandwagon yeah. here for a little bit. You know, 7-0, or no, you mentioned kind of a surprise team, yeah. overachieving. Yeah. They're at home again. Tough to win on the road, especially in the SEC. Yeah. So I do like Missouri to win this game. Okay. I'm going to go 36-28. Okay. So covering the three-point spread, mm-hmm. and that is going, going over, over. Mm-hmm. 52 and a half. Mm-hmm. Cool. So 36-28. That's an interesting score. That's a good one. You, you got some good, uh, good, good, uh, you know, creativity on that one. So hey, everybody, I'm gonna wave to the people who are talking loudly in the hallway. Hey, what's up? Hey, do you want to join the show? Okay. So um, and I spelled Missouri M I Z Z O U R I. Okay. Missouri. So, Missouri. 
And as an Illinois person, I don't even want to get into my opinion on Missouri, but I will say that they are a good team. They, they had a backup quarterback in last week. It didn't really slow them down to, to at all. I mean, they were up the whole game, and they extended the lead in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was 23-16, and then the next thing you know, or, or 23-17, is 36-17. So. I, do, I do think Florida's a little overrated. They've, mm-hmm. they've unimpressed me week in and right. week out. Now, last week's uh, Tennessee game was 23-21, and... There's something about South Carolina that, that makes me think this game's going to be uh, lower scoring. So I'm going to stick with an under. I'm going to go with some sort of combined total that gets us. I, I'm going to go with like you know 27-21 Missouri, it, just because they're going to they're going to win and they're going to continue to roll. But I, I think it's going to stay under. And, and Shaw's the X factor there. I, I really enjoy watching him play. He's fluid. He he moves the ball down the field. If if he plays, this will be a great game. If not, it could be a long day for Gamecock fans. Yeah, I mean, and think about what happened in the SEC. I mean, Ole Miss beat LSU 27-24, so LSU's sitting there going, what? Vanderbilt beats Georgia. That's that's two losses in a row for Georgia. They're yeah, going, Ugh. That That east side of the division, who's going to win that? It, nobody wants to. It doesn't look like right now. No, so. I mean, so in, in the east is, I mean, we got out. Is that is Missouri the east? I mean, no, or, no, no. East, I mean, the, so so Missouri's in the same division as, as Alabama? Yeah, that's Alabama, LSU, and then the East is South Carolina, Georgia, so, Florida. And you think I, would, I should scrutinize the schedules more. Is Missouri going to go play at Alabama this season? Let Can me you check. Yeah, Ryan, their schedule right Ryan's going to check that one out, and I'm going to start introducing the next game, which is UCLA, who lost 24-10 to Stanford and did not cover last week into Oregon, and Oregon's giving up 23 points and the over under 70 and a half. But Ryan, do you have a schedule here? Yeah, Wait. before we move on, this yeah. is a big week for Mizzou. They, they're home against Tennessee, so we mentioned Tennessee plays well at home. Seems like an easy win for them. Oh, you're talking about Alabama's at home. No, no, no Mizzou, I'm talking about. You said, do they play Alabama? Well, this no, week Mizzou's don't. playing South Carolina. Correct. Okay, and then what happens with Mizzou's schedule? Mizzou goes Tennessee at Kentucky, should be a win, at Ole Miss, tough game, and then home against Texas A&M. So hmm. if they can win out... That seems I, to tell me they're not in the same division as why Alabama. Why would they be in the East? That doesn't make any sense. I I'm, I'm going to look this up. Real yeah, quick. I, I would think that you that, talk about. Yeah. Oregon, so, and here's look. the deal. I mean, Oregon, I think, has a little bit of bad karma coming to them. And I, I think that this could be the game that Oregon might lose. It's weird because the press conference after the game, the Oregon, one of the coordinators said something that he couldn't believe was uh, Washington State, uh, the quarterback, threw it 89 times. He's like, what's he doing throwing the ball 89 times? Dude, you're winning the game. It, it, the final score was 62-38, so they didn't cover their 39-point spread. What are you talking about? I've never heard a winning coach complain about the losing team. Yeah, who cares? What are they what supposed are you to do? Run the clock out? Yeah, like how dare you keep trying to score points on us? I don't know. Just that's bad karma waiting to waiting to just bite them. So, and UCLA's got to be disgusted with themselves because they're a pretty good team and they didn't show up at all against Stanford. So, I'm going to bounce around on you here. Yeah, go just, for it. I'm yeah, going to be no. as sporadic as the NCAA because no, Missouri please, is okay. in the SEC East, making zero sense right. of the whole thing. So they are atop the SEC East at three and zero. South Carolina is three and two. Florida is three and two. Georgia is three and two. Yeah. So we're looking at an Alabama Missouri SEC championship game at this point. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, Auburn's sitting there tucked in at second in the SEC West. Yeah, so. it was a nice win for them over Texas A&M. Really. I mean, Auburn that was impressive. They played. They played just as good as they had to, and that was that was nice. So okay. So here's the thing with UCLA. Am I going to be bold enough to say they're going to win the game? No. But 23 points, I don't know. The always looks like it's the over under 70.5. I always think Oregon's going to go over. I mean, we're talking they can get 100 points on the board easily. So I'm going to go with 
like a 50, let's go with the Oregon scoring 55 and uh, UCLA scoring 45. So I'm going to go for a 10-point loss uh, for UCLA. And it maybe if they like to lose by 14, it'll be like 55-30, 55-41. Let's do that because they, they apparently like to lose by 14. So that gets us to a 96 on the over-under. Wow. But, but I'm going to say UCLA's covering and Oregon's going to win 55-41. Okay, I am double opposite on you here. Okay. I don't even know if that's the term. Anyways, I'm going Oregon to win mm-hmm. and cover. Okay. And stay under, surprisingly. I'm wow. going to go 48-23. 48-23. So they're going to win by 25 points, and you got a combined 70. Well, you got 71 there, buddy. Oh, so. it is. Wow. I guess I don't know how to add. So Well, 70. do you want to do? F- no, you I like it. I like my 48-23, and I'm sticking to it. All right, good. I don't need the meow keyboard. <laughs> yeah. This guy is tough. I, Ryan knows his thing. I'm tough, but I don't know math. So. That's all right. Hey, last week I couldn't. I, I said 31. It was 20. I said 29. It was 31. Okay, here's a game that I think is the surpriser of the week. Am I? And, and I know I just was saying UCLA has a chance of defeating Oregon. Well, Tennessee Volunteers are getting 28 points as an underdog. <laughs> They're getting 28 points in Tuscaloosa playing number one Alabama. Alabama just cranked Arkansas last week, 52-0. But Tennessee is the team that's been showing up and playing teams tough. So the 28 points, I think, are are going to be covered by Tennessee. And, and really, I mean, it's funny because the money line I looked at is, is plus 3,000. So that's basically 30-to-1 wow. odds for Tennessee to win the game. But can you imagine Tennessee goes in and wrecks their season? I mean, just like Texas A&M did, which didn't wreck their season, by the way, because they still won the national championship. But really, I have a I have a feeling that Tennessee's going to go in there and play really tough. Maybe keep it keep it close the whole time. I'm I'm going to say that Tennessee is going to lose just on like a last second touchdown. So wow, um, you're going a game now. Yeah, I'm, I I think this is going to be the game that Alabama because Alabama's going to play one game. So I'm going to go 34-30. The game's going to go over, but Tennessee's going to have a 30 to 27 lead, and Alabama's going to need a late late drive. So it's going to be 34-30 Alabama is what I'm going for in this one. I'm with you. I- 28 points is a lot in a conference game. I don't see Tennessee playing nearly as well as you do. Just based on Alabama's schedule, other than when they gave up the 42 points to Texas A&M, mm-hmm. they've given up 10, 6, 0, 3, 7, and 0 points. I know. That's a good defense. Yes. And they're playing at home. They have the noise behind them. Yep. I'm going to go 35-10 Alabama, so the game's going to stay under. Okay. I did the math correctly that Yes, time. you did. You did a good job, and they are not going to cover 28 points. Okay. So Ryan just talked me into something. I'm going to go down by 10 points on both sides. I'm going th- from 34 to 30. I'm going 24-20. Yeah, I just don't see right. Tennessee scoring 34 okay. points against right. a defense that's given up that all year. He's right. Ryan's correct. So Tennessee finds a way to get 20 points on the board. Maybe Alabama has an accidental fumble or something to go with Tennessee's 13 points, and then they're down 20 to 17. So I'm gonna go. I, I flipped it. I, I knocked 20 points off the board there. Alabama wins 24 20. All right. So let's do one more of these college games off the list. Well, anything that uh, you know tickles your fancy here, Ryan? I mean, Texas Tech Oklahoma is a big game. I just no one cares about the Big 12. No, Texas Tech's so undefeated, and that's the that's the big thing in the season. It's Cliff Kingsbury ex quarter back coming in there so i mean oklahoma was unimpressive at notre dame maybe with being at home didn't texas beat oklahoma last week as well uh, Oklahoma beat. Weeks? They were down fifteen nothing to Kansas and ended up winning the game. They scored eighteen points in the second but quarter. Texas beat Oklahoma when they played. Yeah, in their okay. Red River shootout. Yeah, so uh, that, that game is just tough to pick. So I'm just staying away from that. I'm going to say Texas Tech wins on the road. Even so, so the dogs 
are going to not only go in and cover, they're going to win. And So I, I think Texas Tech goes in there. I think the game goes over. I'm going to say 37-31, Texas Tech wins that one. Yeah, just for the sake of picking, I'm going 33-27. I have Who's going to win? Oh. Texas Tech. Okay, yeah. wow. But as long as we've been talking about this game, has mm-hmm. surpassed the amount of time I've watched either of these teams play this year. Yeah, so. I, I really am not a big fan. So, no. And then the, just the other ones to just discuss. There's there's two. Ohio State's giving up 14, point, 14 and a half to Penn State. I don't like either of the teams. I don't want to even talk about yeah. that. Florida State's minus 32 against NC State, and they lost them last year. It's a completely different year. But I, I'm, so I'm not going to make a pick. But, boy, if Florida State can can keep rolling like they are, I, that's a team to be to be reckoned with and, and you know, I'm really happy the college football is going to four, you know, four games. That would definitely uh, make this year a lot more exciting. I, I mean, because think about the, the the top four teams this year: Alabama, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State. Can you imagine that Final Four playing? I mean, that would be, be phenomenal. Fun yeah. I'm just looking at some number crunching here. They only mm-hmm. have North Carolina State scoring about 12 or 13 points in this game. I mean, I I don't know. I, they'll score more than that, don't you think? Or yeah. I, I mean, NC State's one of those teams that I don't watch. I just there's something about NC State football. I know Russell Wilson played there and then transferred to Wisconsin. And I so mean, we've completely talked ourselves out of picking any other game. So we're just gonna pick the uh, the Texas Tech Oklahoma game. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, it's that's it. Play. Let's just do it. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna get there's into no other games to talk about. Is L- it? And li- literally, okay, so it, like I said, slim pickings in a, on a pickings show and uh, NFL Week Eight, which are played on Sunday, October twenty seventh. Really, 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 really boring games. I mean, these. I, I'm sorry, NFL. This is the week where you didn't you didn't do well in the scheduling, and maybe it's just because of the way it, it rolled out. But the top of the list, since we are in the state of Michigan, we got the Dallas Cowboys coming into Detroit, where Detroit just lost 27-24 to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are five and two on the season, lead their lead their division. Dallas Cowboys are four and three, and Dallas Cowboys won 17 to three on the road in Philadelphia, and they held the Chip Kelly offense to three points. So I'm thinking now the Dallas Cowboys are turning it around. So right away, I'm just going to go quick. The over-under is 51. I like Dallas. I like to stay under. I like Dallas to win by a touchdown. I like Dallas to win 24-17 to in that game. All right, I'm completely opposite of you again, which is good. Make okay, the good. show a little fun. All right. I like the game to go over by one point and the Lions to cover the three points by winning 28-24. Wow, okay. And and what are you basing that on? I mean, like, what's telling you that a team like Dallas, who just won against the team Detroit, who just lost? What what about it? Tony Romo is yeah. what I'm basing that on. Okay, I, the Lions are at home. They seem to always play well at home and score points. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just my my gut's telling me the Lions are going to keep winning. Something something's weird about the Lions in the fact that the Bears have now lost their quarterback. Yeah, and the Lions have seen. A, a hole in the field open up big enough for a semi truck to go through. The division is theirs. They just need to win games at home. Well, you're saying Green Bay doesn't have a shot in it. I mean, they like, do, but yeah. I, but I mean, the Bears are now. You would think. Oh yeah, the Bears are cooked. I, I don't know what the standings are off the top of my head in that division, but it was the Bears and Lions at top last week. Yeah, Packers have just been so so this year. Yep. The, it's definitely a division up for grabs, and you know if you want to make the playoffs, Dallas at home is a team you need to be yep, in and yep. win that game. So. Yep. We'll see. Well, this is like, I would call it like the pseudo Thanksgiving game because like they yeah. both have home games in Dallas and Detroit and they're the kind of same colors and the, the dome and stuff. So that's a Michigan game. Now, here's a game that I just want to say is going to go over. It's Washington Redskins at the Denver Broncos. Denver's famous. Uh, fa- famous. Denver is famous. Peyton Manning's famous. Denver's fa- favored by 13 points. I'm sorry. Spit I could not talk. Dan, spit it out. Denver is Davis by 13 <laughs> points. All right. But the over-under is 58. And I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a game 
that's we're looking at forty five. I, I I think Denver's not going to be covering because Washington uh, showed that they can play some uh, some running and everything there. So I'm I'm just going to go for a big big shootout here. I'm going to say uh, Denver wins forty five thirty five in this game. Wow, yeah. I'm going to go Denver forty one twenty one. 41-21. So we both like the over, and you like them to blast them. Okay, and I don't like Denver covering. Just after what I saw last week, I think Denver's got some issues. They didn't play very great, very well against um, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who is the, ja- the London Jaguars? Yeah, are they in London this week? I think. I think they're playing in London. Again. Is there another game? I in think London? yeah, and then just announces three. I mean, there's something going wrong when you got to ship it to London. So, all right, let's move on to a game where I like the dog again. And this one is the New York Jets at the Cincinnati Bengals. And yes, Cincinnati's a good team, but the Jets, who talk about zero consistency, the Jets get beat by the Steelers. And the Steelers did uh, defeat the uh, Baltimore Ravens 1916 last week, so the Steelers are picking it up. But New England went in, and uh, New England did not handle its business to both the chagrin of Ryan and myself. But uh, the Jets seem to be a more confident bunch, so they're getting six and a half points. I don't think they're going to win the game. The over-under is 40. So it's pointing to a low-scoring game. I think that it's going to stay super low-scoring. I like the Jets to lose. So since to lose and cover, I'm going 17-14 for Cincinnati. Yeah, we're both on the same page there. I like Cincinnati to win but not cover. Low-scoring just based on those two offenses. Yeah. 21-17 Cincinnati. Okay. And, you know, it wouldn't shock me if the Jets win the game just because they're, they, there's something about it. I mean, there's Geno Smith. That, there's no reason that they should be doing well, and, and they really are. So maybe kudos to Rex Ryan. I mean, what the ugh. Do you dare say that? I don't know. I don't know. He thinks, he, I, mean, I, I think he, he, he thinks, thinks so. that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, here's another one that I think is going to be just like last week's game. It's in Kansas City. So based on what I saw, because like, Cleveland likes to get uh, messy games. Now, Cleveland faced... Green Bay last week, and Green Bay had their funky, you know, Acme packing uh, uniforms on with their weird things, and it, it was going crazy. I just, I think Cleveland's going to keep a, a dingy, gin, dingy, dingy game. Kansas City's favored by seven and a half. The over under is thirty nine and a half. And, uh, you know, last week, Kansas City, it was a 33 points total, 17-16. I'm going to stick with that kind of same thing, a field goal fest. I'm going to go 19-13, Kansas City not covering in that one. In Cleveland games, my gut always tells me the under, and that has burned me every time this year. <laughs> I always pick under, and then uh-huh. they somehow score 28 points. Or That's like funny. That. I like the Chiefs to win at home and cover. I'm okay. going to go 27-17, Chiefs. All right. So the game's going to go over, and the Chiefs are going to cover the 7.5. All right, and and on the slim pickings now, we're to the point. Let's let's we got three on the list, Ryan. I'm gonna let you choose one and and pick first, and and then we'll just we'll wrap up episode eight here. Walk the line. Let's just go Giants Philly division matchup. Mm-hmm. What is the Giants deal? I just want to hear you talk. What do you think's going on? There? Well, I mean they they. They were the beneficiaries of playing a horrible Minnesota Vikings team on Monday night. I mean, Freeman, they were blaming the offense or something. I mean, he was chucking cannon shots. I mean, he finished like 21 for 50 or 19 for 50. I mean, it was it was very unpretty. Yeah, so you have a Giants team that has just won their first game. Shorter week, they played Monday night yeah. against the Philly team who only scored three points, as you mentioned. Yeah. Week. Supposed to be a high-powered, hurry-up offense. Foles is out. It looks like Vic's going to be back this week. Hey. So that... See, you say, I, I like Vic. I, uh-huh. th- I thought he was playing well before the injury, and he'll always get, you know, he'll always get... Uh, he'll score points and give you an interception. So, yeah, maybe this points... The over-under is 52, so... 
I mean, I'm I'm thinking maybe last week was an aberration there, and we can I don't know. I'm I, going under. Still. Yeah, give me give me your pick first. Uh, let's go. Gi- or excuse me, let's not go Giants okay. ever. <laughs> not All right, this year not let's to go, cover five and a half. No, okay. no, yeah, let's go Philly twenty-eight twenty. So the game will stay under the fifty-two. All right, twenty-eight twenty Philly. And um, you know what? I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers theory on this one. You know, the Giants got a win, and now it's time to get a second win. Okay. So I'm going to say that the Giants do turn it around in a high-scoring affair. I'm going to go with uh, 31-28 to get us to 59 points. So I'm going to go 31-28 uh, NYG. And, uh, you know, a little maybe a little pride seeping in there. And like I said, the Giants are now 1-6 and six on the year. Dallas leads the division at 4-3. and three. So, I mean, maybe there's some shred of hope in the minds of the Giants that maybe they can go 9-7 and seven and do something if Dallas can't make it. So, uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a tough, it's a weird year. Let's just put it that way. Very strange NFL. Yeah, and just quickly, what do you think of Miami at New England? I'm just curious because Miami's three and three, New England's five and two. If Miami can steal a win in New England, New England hasn't looked New England like. Yeah, we'll make for a pick on this a one. Term. I don't even want to pick. I just okay. I mean, do you think there's a chance Miami goes in well, there and steals Miami a win? Well, Miami started or? the season three and zero, oh, and then they lost at home to the Buffalo Bills. 23-21 last week, and that was a pretty bad loss. So they're trending downward big time. Okay. New England, I have no idea. I, do I, I? So I would say Miami's going to cover this game. So I'm, I'm going to make a pick on this just since we're talking about it. I think Miami's going to going to cover. I agree. And and I think that the final score at, at 45 that seems very low. I mean, I know we're talking Miami, but I think it's going to be like a a 31. 26 game or, or something like yeah you know what Miami hasn't really scored points though boy I'm looking at the and I'm, I'm thinking is New England really either yeah it's, this is a tough one I like, I mean, I like 24-20 New England 24-20 New yeah. England All right, let me put that I've down here. picked wrong on them so many times this year yeah I definitely don't think New England is covering that game so I'm gonna go with um, I think it's gonna just kind of scrape over a little bit there so I'm gonna go uh, like a 26-21 it's a weird score, but I'm gonna, maybe New England scores a touchdown, goes for two, and doesn't make it. So New England, it goes over, uh, and and uh, New England does not cover in that one. All right, and yeah, and so I, I will say, like, let's just get through this week of football. And I mean, we're we're in the bye week, so there's less games to choose from, and even college football. But you know, it's it's always fun to to come here and make our prognostications, a statistically based analytical sports prognostication show. That's what I like to call this what we do here every week at impact sports so yeah man i had a good time yeah it's always fun to get in here and talk some sports with you and yeah you know even even if we're wrong we have a good time with it and yeah can't beat it i mean i said it's crazy eight it, i'm going crazy because i can't believe how wrong we are i mean i've been i've gone through hot and cold streaks it's, this is becoming a theme i mean i'm i'm literally it's like the show it's the show i have <laughs> no idea like thank you yeah thank you show for recording me being so very wrong all the time but hey you know what i'm having fun i i'm not complaining one bit all right everyone so, have, yeah. yeah have a great week and, exactly uh, dan's gonna play you out of here and let's just enjoy some football. yeah let's play us out so here i go everybody I'll, we'll we'll see you next week Dan and Ryan, you just listened to Walk the Line, yeah, take it easy everybody, we'll see you next week.